0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Spilling Lemonade Podcast. This is your host, Kami Nelson, and I think this is day – I'm probably posting this today, by the way, uh, <laughs> the day we filmed this, like right after. So today is day seven, and I hope you guys are all doing well. Today is not a solo episode. I have another guest on today, a very special guest. Uh, I forgot to ask how you wanted to be introduced, so I don't normally do this, but if you want to introduce yourself –
1: um, okay. Hi guys. Um, I am really excited to be here. Um, uh, my name is Nora Thorlickson. Um,
0: yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I just don't know if you want to do a last name or not. So I was like, okay, I'll just, yeah. I forgot to ask that. My bad. Anyways. Um, yeah. So also her, uh, TikTok and Instagram is recoveryxeats. Right? Correct? Okay. Yes. Um, so you might know her from there. I'll tag all of her information in the description so you guys can go follow her if you haven't already. She is incredible. Um, so yeah, today we're going to just kind of be talking about her journey and talking about recovery. At least that's where we're going to start. I mean, for those of you who listen to all these episodes, you know they kind of just take their own... Yeah, we'll see path. where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's just kind of get into it. Um, I guess I just, do you want to start talking a little bit about, you know, how you started recovery and how that has worked for you so far?
1: Yeah. So I know, um, a lot of you have messaged me about like, oh, well, like, how did you start recovery? Like, I don't want to start recovery. I'm being like forced, I guess, in a way. And for me, um, there was like, A period of time where i knew something was wrong and i needed help but you're not really willing to accept it when you're still so like affected by the thoughts in your head and i think that being like quote unquote forced into starting some sort of treatment and recovery was what i needed to start that process and i don't think it's like that for everybody i think that um, you can make that decision and you can do it. And I think it's just the mental shift of being like, I need help and I can't have it to I need help and I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to get better. So I think that even though being put in a position like that might be uncomfortable, I think sometimes it's necessary in order to like start your journey to recovery. So, um, my, therapist and my pediatrician were the ones that uh, they sent me to the hospital and kind of started my treatment journey for me and it was in there that I decided that like missing out on things that I loved and missing out on my life and all this stuff that it wasn't worth it and that there was so much more Um, and so I decided to actually start pursuing recovery instead of like faking it as I had been before in like treatment up to that point with like therapy and dietitians and stuff like that because it's so much better to just
0: like take the help that you
1: have rather than try to like blindside that like, it's not worth it
0: yeah I absolutely agree with that that's definitely an interesting perspective on things the whole like in quotes being forced into recovery I definitely think that's like can definitely be, like, a positive way to start it, even though it might not seem positive at the time, like, really anything that gets your recovery going. I had a very similar situation. Um, I remember that I, my doctor really wanted, my pediatrician was like, okay, you have to go to the hospital, like, or we're not going to be your pediatrician anymore, so that was kind of, like, what, um, but I ended up kind of compromised. I went, I know, it's a long story, but anyways, long story short, I ended up, in residential no it wasn't really till there that like that the first day there was kind of like kind of like how you'd said at the hospital like it was while you were there that you then you became on board with recovery I had a very similar situation with that with like it wasn't until I was at residential that I was like it was my first day and I was just like yeah I don't know all these people look happier like and they're all you know in recovery so maybe recovery is not that bad um but anyways moving on from that um how has, I guess, I have a few different questions. I'm trying to think think of what I want to ask you next. But I like what you said about um just kind of recovery in general and, like, how you started it and stuff. But I was really curious what, other than the thoughts of, like, oh, I'm missing out on things, how did you persevere through the harder moments in recovery? Like, the days where you really didn't want to be in treatment or you didn't want to be in recovery I think, like,
1: some of the things that really helped me, like, not necessarily as much, like, in the hospital, that was kind of more just, like, a low point, like, I was just doing it, and I was just kind of, like, there, but I knew I wanted it, and then in residential was actually where it started to get harder, because once you start to see the changes that you've fought so hard to not see and, like, all of these, like, mental battles that go along with it, then it gets harder to keep going. And I think some of the things that helped me were, like, at um, my residential in La Jolla, we did these, like, placemats. I don't know if you made one of those. Did you make one of those?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay.
1: So, they're, like, if you don't know what that is, that they're, like... A bunch of like pictures of like i put pictures of like my friends my family my dog like i had a picture of my dog like looking up at me like from the corner and like i had a bunch of quotes on there that was like when you starve yourself you feed your demons or like something like that a bunch of like you i don't know there was a lot of good quotes that i had on there and wait am i allowed to say? Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, no, totally okay. fine. I had one, one of my friends there put on her plate, eat your damn food, bitch. And so <laughs> I put that on mine. And so then every time I saw that and I was having a hard time, I would just like laugh. And I would see the pictures of like my family, and my friends, and I'm like, okay, even if I can't do this for me right now, I'm going to do it for these people. And that will help it come for me too. And <laughs> it's like, I think the hardest part for me was like, <laughs> The, like, learning to, like, accept my body, right? I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. And my therapist really encouraged me that like, once you start accepting the inside of you and, like, who you are, then the outside will come. So I think that helped a lot, too.
0: I love the way you put that. I've never really thought of it like that, like, in that specific wording. That's really awesome. It's actually really fun talking to you personally Well, for those of you who didn't know, we went to the same residential, but, like, about a year apart. Um, But it's really interesting to hear your perspective on things. Before I say something, like, really, like, serious, I wanted to mention about the placemats. So not all of us were that inspirational. Um, Mine's hanging up on my wall. I'll show it to Nora. But it says, (laughs) it has a bunch of boobs all over it. You can't really see it. But it just says, all boobs are beautiful and my therapist saw that and was just like okay she's like not gonna take, she was like you're not going to take this seriously are you i was like you, all, boobs are nothing but um that's cute <laughs> the back of it was better it had a bunch of stomachs and then it said all bodies are beautiful um still cute yeah <laughs> but um i remember like there was definitely I, I don't know. You said something about, like, I was thinking about the beginning of recovery and just how, like, the challenges of that. And I, it's been quite a while. It's been a, about a year and a half since I've been in the beginning of recovery. But I was kind of thinking back and I wanted to mention that when you talk about having those body insecurities, and in, especially in the beginning of recovery, I think it's really important to note that, like, I think a lot of, I'm just going to say, it, like, a lot of fear from the eating disorder for not everyone but for a lot of people is gaining weight and is that your body going to get bigger and that you won't specifically at least for me it was that I won't like my body when it's bigger but one thing I realized and I didn't realize it while my brain was still malnourished because one thing I learned is that you don't really have rational thoughts while you're malnourished and it deepened an eating disorder but the more I did the work and got out of the malnourishment I started gaining weight and actually like I mean I kind of loved it which might sound a little funky, but not at first. But, like, a few, I would say a solid five or six months into recovery. I was, like, ooh, like, you are hot shit. Like, I, like, got my libido back. I was, like, vibing with it all. That's really when I was, like, okay, recovery is, like, I can work with this. Like, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Just that I think normally I'm so organized I feel like I have none of my thoughts together this is like I'm sorry it's all good okay I think you should talk now because I'm not sure what I'm saying okay I have a thought about that anyways so I was just gonna say that
1: like I think honestly the same thing like like you said we're like about like a year apart in like our like recovery journey or whatever so for me it's been like seven months or like six months or whatever and like I felt the same way of like the fear of gaining weight. And like, I'm not going to like my body. People are going to judge me because of my body. I'm not going to like, I can't be bigger. Like what? Like I can't, right? But then it's like, once you start doing that and you start doing the things, like I said before, like you start accepting who you are and like finding, rediscovering like your values and what you love and stuff like that. And like becoming more identified in that then the outside does follow. And I never believed that. And people would tell me that, and I literally would just be crying and I'm like, it doesn't get better. You say that it does, but it does not get better. But it gets better. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy to think that the body and the like, yeah, the body that I once like feared is the body now that I'm like happiest in.
0: And it's so crazy to like think that, you know? No, I, I totally get that. I think it's like... Insane. I feel like one of the hardest parts of weight restoring, and my mom told me this, she read it in a book, which really irritated me. I hated all the books my therapist gave my mom. <laughs> me too. Me too. I, every time my therapist gave me and my mom a book to read, I'd get so irritated, but I read it just so I could like know what my mom was reading. But she, my mom would always tell me, she's like, no, 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 the hardest part of weight restoring is read it when you're at 90% weight restored. Like, cause your brain's not at 100%. But your body almost is, and that didn't make any sense to me. I think I just told her f off um, yeah. in a family session. I was pretty pissed when she told me this at first, but I kind of agree with it now. Like, I would say right before I hit what was cons- what my doctors considered like right before I hit my pre ED weight, I that was like the hardest part with body image, and so that was the point where I really almost wanted to give up. And I'm just so thankful I didn't give up at that point, because I really do think it does get better. It just gets worse before it gets better for a yeah. lot of people. That part's true. And kind of moving on to a different idea, I just wanted to talk about what are some of the things that you've learned through recovery or gained? I guess it don't have to be things you've learned, but like things you've gained, things you've learned, you know, just let's sprinkle in some wisdom.
1: Um, okay, so this kind of goes with like what we we're talking about and with that um like even though we were saying like that you do like appreciate your body so much more now it's like there this is what one of this is my di- my dietitian in re- uh in the hospital told me this the day before I left and it really stuck with me like I wrote it in my journal I wrote it on a note and put it on my wall in residential like she was like even people like without disordered eating patterns without these thoughts some days you're gonna wake up and you're not gonna like the way you look. That's just, that's just gonna be how it is. Right. And loving your body and like caring for it and like being in recovery is accepting those feelings, but choosing to nourish yourself anyways. Cause it's like, okay, even if I'm not appreciating the way that I look today, it doesn't mean that my organs don't need food to, like, work, like, it doesn't mean that I don't deserve to go out to lunch with my friends, like, it really reassured me that, like, even people that don't feel the way that I do about food are still gonna have days that they feel like that, so that was, I
0: I love that a lot, that's actually one thing I can, like, yeah, I know, I have so many thoughts, um, (laughs) I, I love that because it is, I feel like it can be really hard to get caught up on like, at least one thing I've been struggling with personally recently has been feeling like my recovery isn't the perfect recovery. Like I'm, other people are better at recovery than me because I have bad body image sometimes. And one thing I've tried to remind myself is like, that's not always necessarily ju- like, like people, recovered people still have bad body image people in strong recovery still have bad body image yeah. it's making the choice not to act on it that's really important and I think that was really I'm happy you brought that up thank you
1: um I think a lot of too like those like cliche things that like would piss you off when you're like in your eating disorder like that are like oh like recovery isn't linear like <laughs> stuff like that like that I would be like shut up now I'm like I use that to like remind myself. Like I think that fits that situation too. Like remembering that like it's not gonna be a straight line, like just going straight up. Like you're gonna have days that are like not as great as others. But like I remember like hearing that phrase and being like, Don't talk
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would it's funny because like I'd be like sobbing hysterically, like throwing boxes, throwing ice, and then this like someone would just come over and be like, it's not linear, this is okay. And back then, I didn't, that wasn't necessarily the moments where I appreciated that advice the most, yeah. <laughs> um, but I definitely appreciate it now. Like, I think those little mantras actually helped me so much. I have them, like, up on my mirror in my bathroom. Actually, I just took them down, but I need to put them back up because I was cleaning. Um. But they'll say, like, I have little, like, like, I have a stack of blueberry pancakes because that's, like, I don't even want to get into that, but it's, like, a whole thing for me. And that was, like, my first win in recovery. And... Mm-hmm um I have like all those little quotes like the eat it to beat it nourish to flourish all the stuff that kind of pisses you off while you're in your eating disorder or like in the beginning of recovery but they actually are helpful now
1: yeah um one too that I want to talk about is like the it will get better that's the one that used to piss me off the most and if you guys don't know I'm a senior in high school right now I wrote my college essay on that phrase And, like, about my story and, like, how I want to become a nurse and I want to assure people that it will, in fact, get better. Because when I was in that position, I didn't believe that it could get better. So it's, I think, something that I've learned through recovery is, like, it, like, you were saying that, like, when your brain is, like, malnourished, you can't comprehend, like, things like that. Like, you can't see that things might get better, you only see the bad things. And I think I've learned that, like, life does get better, and there's so much more outside of like this illness that is just like filling your thoughts and your life and like stripping things away from you. Like, that's not what your life is supposed to be. And there's so much more outside of that that, like, you deserve to be living and you deserve to be like having fun and like enjoying life instead of being ruled by something else.
0: I love that. I, I talked about yesterday on the episode of, uh, if any of you guys listened to it, Millie, one thing that one of the big takeaways from the episode was there's so much more to life than sustaining an eating disorder. Like there's so much more. And I, I I've said this so many episodes, but I really hope for anyone listening that at least one day your goals in life will be far greater than shrinking your body or maintaining a shrunken body, and I don't know, for whatever reason, that always helped me get through it, like, thinking about the fact I'm a very goal-oriented person, so I I can't believe I just said getting through it, but sometimes that's how recovery feels. Sometimes recovery feels like getting through it. You are getting through it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not always, and, like, sometimes it's great, but most, a lot of times, it's just getting through it, and one of the things that helped me was that, like, remembering that, like, like, really, if someone had asked me deep in my eating disorder, I think the honest answer would be, like, oh, yeah, my, my biggest goal is to have a small body. And that just, like, makes me sad for myself. Because
1: yeah.
0: little Cammie would have been, like, WTF. Well, she didn't know that word, but she would have thought that. Yeah. And um, with uh, kind of that said, I'm all over the place. I, I had to take antibiotics right before this, which might sound really out of pocket to say right now. But for those of you who listen regularly, you know I'm not normally this, like normally I have like more intricate thoughts than this. Um, so I'm really gonna let Nora try to take over most of the talking because I'm just trying to get my head on my ass right now. Like the antibiotics are really <laughs> kicking my ass. Um, so I just I'm gonna ask you some questions and let you take it from here if that's okay. 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 What is something in I never really do it like this. Okay, this is cool. What it's like let's, we can call it, like, honesty hour or something like that, like, what's, that's so cringy, I can't believe I just said that, um, <laughs> it was what? funny, it was, it was um, good, okay, cool, um, what's something you're working on right now in your recovery? That
1: I'm working on right now,
0: um,
1: Ooh. okay, so, um, so, with my dietitian right now, we're working on, like, Because she had talked about before, like, adding, like, more, right? Because I'm.
0: No, wait, you glitched. Wait a minute, I'm going to pause it. Okay,
1: so one thing that I'm working on right now is, um, so I'm trying to get my period back after a while, and I just want to say, first of all, that, like, not, that doesn't happen to everybody, it doesn't make you any less invalid, but that's a hurdle that I'm working on right now, and my dietitian has suggested me, like, adding um, more food, more fats, more things to my snacks, right, and that can seem, like, scary, can seem hard for eating disorder-related reasons, but I've recently, recovered not recovered yet discovered that like it was actually in my session with her yesterday that even though like there are thoughts there I'm not like acting on the thoughts but it's like there's this feeling of like remembering that when I had to eat that much I was like felt like I was force-feeding myself I felt uncomfortable I felt sick like in residential or like whatever, when my meal plan was super high and I didn't feel good. Like I didn't enjoy that. And I'm like, I finally don't have to do that anymore. And now you're asking me to do that again. And I've kind of realized that it felt like it felt like taking a step backward, but it's really taking another step forward. So that's something that I'm working to like wrap my brain around still. Cause it's like, obviously nobody wants to be like uncomfortably full but like sometimes like I'm not completely recovered like I still have to get that part of my life back so like I can have kids I can have like more in my future like and it's like I sometimes get in my head that I'm like well like the place that I'm at right now with like food there's there's no more growth. There's, there's no more, like I can't do anymore. But it's like, obviously if she's asking me to do something to restore my health and I feel like I'm going backwards, that's like something I can work on. So that's That's
0: well said. That's awesome. And I really hope for you that you're able to get that back. I know it's like a goal of yours, as you just said. Um, So I'm excited for you and your future with that. Um, Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective on things um yeah no that's really interesting um I know that like I don't know this is kind of random but one thing that brought up for me that I wanted to share on here that I don't think I've shared before is like this is really I'll, I'll I i do not know if I'll explain my train of thought because this is gonna sound really out of pocket okay. um but it, I think it's also okay like to eventually how do i even phrase this one thing i was thinking about the other day is like i don't really watch what i eat in a days anymore because they don't really serve me very much because i don't need them like i used to watch a lot of the recovery ones when i was like early in recovery because they like helped me and i'd eat with them but i'm just not in a place anymore where i really need them but i do watch some people such as Nora's, kind of just support them like i like to see how my friends in recovery are doing you know And sometimes I'll leave comments. I don't do that very often, but I do like to support them, even if I'm not like saying stuff. And one thing I was thinking about the other day is I was like, oh wow. Like I don't eat like three set meals and three set snacks. Like, and one thing I was thinking about, and I saw like you do this sometimes too. It's like, it's totally okay to just like, like I was thinking about it. I never, this might be a bad habit in terms of like health in terms, not health, like, but in terms of like allergy, not allergy, like germs, but Oh, uh, not god. I don't want to trigger people but I just you know what I mean. But like my family would probably prefer it if I didn't do this but recovery Cami loves it. I just eat out of the bag. Like I never go and get a bowl anymore. Like like I ate like a whole bag of pirate booty the other day and I I just was thinking about the fact that like it's okay for recovery eventually if you meal plan for it to not be so set. Well like yeah. Yeah, like like I'm not even like I was thinking about that the other day like I mean, there's definitely places where you definitely like, I would say, like I mean it's just like working with people and stuff and find like a dietitian or something and figuring out what works for you. But I just I want to add that it's like okay if you're in a place where you eventually like don't need a meal plan because your body and your brain are in like a really solid place. But it's also okay if you're not in that place. Like it's okay to be at whatever stage you're at. I don't know. Oh yeah. god. I told myself I wasn't gonna talk because my thoughts are is that making sense No.
1: yes that definitely makes sense okay. I think like there's like different like stages too of it's like you in the beginning of recovery like I was gonna say everybody the majority of people need a meal plan like you just that's how it is right and
0: you're not oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say you don't going to day one of recovery as an intuitive eater. Like, exactly. it just not yeah. You're not like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want, right? And also, even if you want to, your body, your hunger signals can be so messed up
1: exactly. that
0: you might be seriously under eating by following your hunger cues. Like, it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, sometimes your body so much more than you can even, like, think, and you're like, why do I eat this much? Your body is, like, working, like, triple time. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say it was like thinking about how like I used to be like, oh, like I need, I'm not going to share like whatever, but like I need this many to this many food groups of like this and this many fats, whatever, at like this snack at this time. And now I'm like the other day, like I got home and I was like, oh, what's this? You probably saw this on my TikTok. And my mom was like, oh, I got that kettle corn like at, um, at the mall. And it's like this huge bag of kettle corn I just like sat on the couch and I was watching a movie and it was so good I ate the whole bag right and I'm like okay (laughs) great but then it's like there's still the thoughts that are like oh you should feel guilty for that but then it's also like no no thanks like I'm glad that I can just sit here and I can eat this and I don't have to be like on this strict thing that I used to be on like this is
0: like this is freedom you know it's okay i oh i should never do another podcast on antibiotics um what came to you're my mind done. okay what came to my mind was that tiktok sound that's like it's like a reward it is like a reward when you finally yeah. like, get to the point where you're off a meal plan i remember when my i came out okay so i came out of residential and i came home and my parents were like just like shocked because we don't really talk until i attend residential because i was moody um, and I was irritated yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So I never took the opportunity to talk to them very much. And they never saw how I was eating or anything. Like I never, I'm in to rule day one. I'm like, we don't talk about food. Like we do not. I talk about food all day long. We don't talk about it. So they, I think, thought that I was just like kind of chilling in my eating disorder there. So they were shocked when I got back and was like in recovery. So anyways, long story short. I ended up just not doing PHP because it just wasn't convenient for our family. And looking back, I think I i I would never recommend that to anyone coming out of residential to skip php i got lucky in the fact that it worked for me but i remember my dietitian was like no like you don't need it like you're you're not enough meal plans like you're not in a treatment center anymore and i was just like (gasps) i was so scared and it took like the first month i was just still following my old meal plan even though i wasn't on one yeah and i remember like when i finally felt like like mentally like i didn't need it anymore I remember the first time I, like, ate something out of the bag, how excited I was. I just, like, sat and ate TV while eating. That was so exciting. Or, like, like, now I'll literally have a meal and it'll be, like, like, in my head every now and then. Like, I won't even think about it until I'm, like, oh, shit, it's on, like, social media or something. And then I'm, like, oh, my gosh, in the past you would have freaked out because, like, there's only, there's, like, X amount of this and none of this and all of this and, like, or, like yeah like I, I don't know it's just interesting like eventually it doesn't have to all be so perfect all the time and it's really nice yeah um be,
1: like the like progress of that too because it's like you don't think that will happen you're like well like maybe it'll happen for everyone else but like I'm the exception I oh, think that's a yeah. common thought of like a lot of things with like eating disorder related that like you're gonna be the exception to like everything that's supposed to happen
0: absolutely the oh yes uh, I talked to uh one of my guests on here she has her own podcast and which we, we talked about like the unicorn like everyone thinks they're the unicorn. like not everyone but a lot of people think they're a the unicorn time. I thought I was the unicorn I was like Either. I'll be the one person recovery doesn't work you know and yeah no it's interesting that you brought that up kind of on a different very different note Um, I guess my next question for you would be, what are your goals outside of what, what like, what are some of your goals in life right now that you can achieve because you're in recovery?
1: Um, I think like the main one right now is like, I'm excited to like go to college. Like I'm like applying to colleges. Like I'm going to get to be a nurse. I'm going to get to be like, if I change my mind at some point, whatever. But like, that's what I've wanted to be since like, I was in like preschool. And it's like, I lost sight of that because I was consumed by my eating disorder. So recovery has allowed me to like, pursue that again. And like, I'm like following my like dream, you know, like, I finally get to fulfill that goal because of recovery. And I think also one of my things is like, I've always been like, I love helping people. Like for my whole life. And obviously, my eating disorder kind of took that away too, because I was just like a selfish little ball of anger. But like, I think now with like the Recovered Project and like all these different like opportunities that I'm having for like community service and like stuff like that, I think that's one of my goals as well of just like helping people and like helping the community. And I get to do that because I have the mental capacity for it, I have like the willingness for it, and like. I have everything because of recovery.
0: I'm. That's awesome. I I love that ending statement. I have everything because of recovery. Um, yeah. With that said, we are kind of ending towards when I normally end the episodes. I feel this was such a good conversation. I do want to apologize to you and everyone else. Um, that I was a little bit out of it right now, but <laughs> I really do. I had such an amazing time talking to you and I loved your perspective on things. And I know people are going to really benefit from this episode and benefit from what you have to say. Um, but before I always give my guests a option to give like a closing statement. So like anything else you want to add anything at all now would be the time to do so. I can give you a second if you want.
1: Um, I just think like, I want to say that like everybody listening I just want you to remember that wherever you're at in life right now, that you deserve more and that life will get better and you
0: can reach your goals. Awesome. I love that so much. (laughs) Definitely let Nora know, guys, or you can tell me and I'll let Nora know if you guys enjoyed this episode, because I know you guys will. Um, And without that said, I just want to say thank you one more time to Nora. And see you at the next episode.